Hello, everybody. I'm George Mossy. Welcome to the George Mossy Show. This is the Pop Culture Podcast. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. So we have a roundtable today. So hello to my co-host, Heather C. D.D. Castile. How are you guys doing today? We're doing good. <laughs> How are you doing? I am doing good. I'm doing good. It's very hot here in Florida. I'm sweating right now, just so you know, but I'm doing well. I can't complain. Um, there's a lot of stuff that happened in the news, though, that some people could complain about, right? Like, there's a lot of crazy, insane stories. It seems like TMZ lately has just been one crazy story after the other. And the world has kind of taken on its own little form because we're, we're watching people get released from prison and they're becoming huge celebrities, which we're going to get into later. And then I, I can't wait to get your take on that because, you know, back in the day, criminals were criminals. And now, at this point, criminals are, are big-name A-list celebrities, and the whole world is just crazy. So starting off with one of the crazy stories we saw this week, there is a video of women um, in a Target, and they were releasing a pink Valentine's Day Stanley. Am I right? Is it a Valentine's Day Stanley? And they were literally, like, football tackling and running. And what is this cult, this Stanley cult? Because everywhere I go... I see women with these big Stanley cups and it's like back in the day. Do you remember it used to just be women with a Starbucks cup? It is now graduated to a Stanley cup. What makes these cups so special that they're willing to pay top dollar for them? Because we're going to get into price later. But like, what is the idea of these Stanley cups? Because I heard that Heather C has more than five Stanley cups. So I'm just interested in knowing what is this cult that you're a part of? Yes, Heather. Let's hear this. Let's hear this, Heather, because I'm a Yeti girl. So go ahead. <laughs> Why is it going to be what I'm part of? Like I'm the cult leader or something. Uh, you know what? I, I will go ahead and admit it to everybody. You know what everybody is saying and thinking. Like there's always trends. There's always trends in the world, you know, especially now with social media being huge you know everybody's just dependent on social media i think that people are easily influenced by others and what they see and you know like especially like for me i am addicted to shopping i love shopping and i don't get to do it as much in florida like i did when i was in ohio so i spend a lot of my time living my life through others watching shopping videos and everything and you know and, and everybody's like oh my god like look at this cup look at this stanley oh my god and it holds you know basically it does the same thing that all the other cups do whether it's you know the the hydro flask you know yeti all of them they all keep your drink cold for a long period of time keep your drink hot long period of time it's the same oh same oh you probably even could get one of the dupes from like five below for five bucks do the same thing but i don't know it's just it's a virtual trend that everybody took and you know the color schemes and everything just like everybody's like i want one you're not cool unless you have one it's, it's like one of those things like so it's so high school but it's it's a trend so everybody wants to be cool everybody wants to be like it now i bought my first one when we were in ohio now in ohio it didn't make no damn sense because <laughs> it was like you know it was never super super hot it was always cold so i think i used my other cups more than I used that one. But when we moved to Florida, I was like, oh, they made this cup for the hot cities because, yeah. you know, it, because I know you gave me a hard time when you were like, why the heck are you, you know, buying these stupid cups? And you open the cupboard, they're falling on you and everything. And I was like, no, I'm like, these cups are nice, you know, whatever. But then when we moved here and you realize, you know, you're out in the park or something or you're out all day. Your, your drink is still going to be cold. But like I said, it doesn't necessarily have to be Stanley. They all do it, you know, as long as they have the insulated inside, you know, they'll do their purpose. But it, then now they have a collaboration where it's Stanley and Starbucks and the women were equally as crazy for those. Those actually cost more than a regular Stanley because of the Starbucks collaboration. And it's like $10 more than what they retail for. And they sold out in a matter of minutes. Okay, now look. I'm a pretty reasonable person, right? Okay, I'm pretty reasonable. So I've seen the prices of these cups. I'm not being reasonable anymore because I've seen people pay $50, $60, $75 to $100 for these cups. That's where things are going to be for me. 
because I understand like there are people who go camping, you know, there are people who um they they are out in, in extreme conditions and you know Florida every day is an extreme condition. No, I understand that. So, the amount of money that they're charging for these cups, and then the, the fact that we're in a recession and people are not just willing to pay for the cups, but willing to fight somebody to get one. It's just, it really does ring cult to me, you know, like because it's like an elite group of people and they have to have these, these cups and you see them everywhere. You know, back in the day, I used to live in Ohio. You guys know, I used to see women wearing Ugg boots. That was like a massive trend. They would have- Oh, I'm obsessed with Ugg. I'm obsessed. <laughs> oh, so this- is still popular. They've been popular. Yes, Uggs are, especially especially in Georgia. Georgia boots for the men and Uggs for the women. Hands down, you've got to have Georgia boots and Uggs. Yep. See, I didn't know that that was still a trend because that was a big trend. Women with their Ugg boots and their Starbucks coffee. Like they just change styles. That's all it is. Like they change styles. So like you know they have like Uggs comes in different formats. So it's not just like, you know, like the big, tall, fuzzy ones anymore that, you know, Pamela Anderson and Britney Spears were rocking on the beach in California, you know, in the early 2000s. Now they have like the Tasman, which are like the short ones. They kind of look like a, like, what are those like indoor grandma slippers? They have dress shoes. They have flip flops. They have yeah. sandals, all yeah. kinds of stuff now. Tennis shoes. Yeah, they so, have everything. So my question is, are you buying these cups as an accessory? Because you guys are buying the cups based on the design or the picture or if it's Starbucks or if it's a certain color. Are these cups an accessory? Like, is this a purse for you? Like, I'm just curious. I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to put you out here, but like. No, no, that's valid. That's valid. You know, I think um, because like I said, I'm not going to be the one that will deny anything because like I said, I like, I like trendy stuff. I love shopping and stuff like that. So I think when I first bought one, I was like, I think it was more like an accessory. It was just like, oh, okay, I want to get one because when they first became a trend, they were hard to get their hands on because you couldn't even get the ugly colors because so many people were trying to like just say they owned one. You know, they they didn't even care. But then they're like, well, they got a little easier. More places started carrying them. Everybody wanted like pink or hot pink or Barbie pink or whatever. So I actually, you know, I was smart. I was like, I don't need so many of them. So I bought one. And then if I found one that I liked better, I would sell the one that I had and then use the money to buy the other one. Cause I'm like, okay, I don't have purpose for it. But like I said, when I moved to Florida and it's hot here a lot and we go to the parks, we're out all day. I do like to bring it to, you know, keep my water, my drinks, whatever cold. And that's just my preference because now I've become to like it so much. I mean, it is heavy and and then you know a nuisance or whatever well, but i do like it so, so you're just, saying that their resale value increases after you buy it is that what you're saying when so say you spend 50 dollars on the cup are you saying you could sell it for 60 is that what you're saying you can depending especially if the one you have is the one that everybody wants to get their hands on but i don't you get into a bidding war yeah i literally yeah. just for what I paid. So like if I went to Dick's Sporting Goods and I paid, let's say $40, I sold it for 40. I wasn't trying to be out to get nobody. I just wanted to get my money back so I could purchase the one I wanted. And since you can't, you know, be like, oh, I'm just going to return this to weird. the store. This is weird. See, I'm a Yeti girl. I'm a Yeti person. I like Yeti better than I do Stanley. Yeti to me is more, um, it's, it's better than a Stanley. Because Yeti, whether it's hot or cold, um, whether it's an ice chest, whether it's a, um, a, a cup, a coffee cup, whatever, it keeps it um, hot or colder a lot longer than Stanley. So I'm hands down Yeti. So, Didi, how much are the the Yetis compared to the Stanleys? Because, you know, I don't know anything. I don't have no idea. So, like, is it cheaper or is it the same? No, Yetis, um, the coffee cups are anywhere, depending on where you buy it from, $35 to $65. And then the the ones that I use, sometimes I have on the podcast, I paid um, almost $200 for that one. Oh, Jesus Christ. God, this is, this is our, we are in a recession. Y'all are buying $200 cups right now? Like, I don't- But it's worth it. Is it really though? But see, everybody has their thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like everybody has their thing that they like. 
regardless of what it is. If it's something that you like and that makes you happy, especially if it's something that you can use and you know you're going to take care of it, it could be an investment. I mean, it's a cup. Other than maybe the outside paint chipping a little bit throughout the years or whatever, because I know the Stanleys, that's another thing. I don't know about any of the other ones. But because we are, we have a Yeti cooler, I'm looking at it right now. So I know Yeti is a good brand. I never tried their cups before because I was never big into the insulated cups. I used to just be obsessed with the $20 Starbucks cups that they have, it, you know, when you go there. I just like the colors. I thought they were so pretty. But they don't do nothing for you because your ice melts and then your pop or whatever you're drinking. And those are $95 here for a Starbucks, for a Starbucks cup. Is ninety anywhere from ninety five to one hundred and twenty five dollars. I'm not paying that for it just because it says Starbucks. So if I'm going to pay like that three. much money for something, I know it's got to be worth it. So do you okay. get like three coffee for life after you pay that? No, no. no. nothing. I'm just, separately. <laughs> I'm just really good. confused because. I know that, like, Heather, you're right. Everybody has their thing. I agree with you 100%. And, and that one thing, you know, we we go beyond the laws of reason for that one thing that we love. You know, I love theme parks. I will pay whatever they ask me to get into a theme park. That's just something that I love. So I I, I agree with you. And it, I, so I can't judge I can't judge anybody for having that one thing that they really love because it's not fair. Like, you know, women, they have purses and shopping and, and coffee cups. You know, men spend a lot of money on cars. They spend a lot of money on grills, you know, so I can't judge women for, you know, the things that they do because a man will go and, and spend $10,000 on an upgrade on an old car, you know? So it's like, can I judge it? Can I judge anybody? No, people are going to do what they want to do. It's just, I don't know when, when I see the women in the cups and it's, it's like an accessory. Like sometimes I'll see her and she's wearing pink and then her cup is pink or I'll see her. And, and it's like, I don't know if it's gotten to the point where this is like the new purse you know, for women, like, I don't know, it's, it's really, it's really taking on a life of its own. When I see the cups moving, I, I used to go to Starbucks and there'll be a shelf full of coffee cups. Now yes. when you go to Starbucks, there'll be an empty shelf because they literally bought all the coffee cups. And I'm wondering, yes. has it really taken on this life of its own? Is it really that big? Oh, yes. Yes. I mean, I think by you saying that the coffee cup or the, you know, the tumbler, whatever has become an accessory. I honestly think that that's fair to say. I mean, it kind of yeah. is. I mean, even though you're drinking it, obviously, I mean, you're not going to just carry around an empty cup right. with you, <laughs> but um, the fact that, I mean, I would be lying if part of me wasn't like, Oh, I'm going to bring this because this is cute. And Oh, it will keep me hydrated while I'm at it. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I think that that's a fair thing to say. It sounds crazy because I'm guilty. So like hearing you say it out loud is making me think about my life decision. But, you know, I think it's fair. I think it's fair. Do I like the truth? No, but I do. I do think that that's fair to say. I really do. Well, and she pays the same. She, she just said that the Yetis cost a lot of money, just like the Stanleys do. Just like, I think it's more so down by the brands, just like the people who bought the Hydro Flask. That was huge. There was even like memes about that where they're like, oh my God, the Valley Girls and their little Hydro Flask and you know, all that. That was a big, big, big deal. I never got into that because like I said, so, I wasn't into the insulated ones, but yeah, that was a big deal too. One last question before we move on. Before you guys had these extremely expensive cups, what did you drink out of? I'm just curious. Like, what did you drink out of? Before you had these, like, these royalty, royal highness cups, what were you drinking out of? Just regular cups? Walmart, the Walmart red, what do you call it? Solo plastic cups. <laughs> Are you serious? So you really did upgrade to like royalty. Like now you're drinking out of like what yeah. the <laughs> drink out of. But let me make something clear, okay? I'm not gonna fight somebody over a cup, okay? Like they will restock. If I if somebody wants it or swears up and down they need it more than I do, honey, please take it because I'm not gonna get stabbed or shot um right. for a stupid cup that I know within a couple of days. If not the same day, they're gonna restock the, the restock the same one. That's so yeah. Why that video got so much attention? Because we all know the laws of supply and demand. If yeah. people need it, it will be supplied. And I think that's why when we saw oh, yeah. people fighting and running and football tackling, they're, they're like, 
fashion. That's why people were acting crazy. These are like the Valentine's Day limited edition. And women are like, oh my God, I have to have Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I found a Yeti and I'm going to get it whenever they restock it. Okay. One of my favorite colors is green. One of my favorite colors is green. And Yeti came out um, last year. It was, um, it's like an emerald green, really. I mean, that thing was so stinking pretty. But by the time I found it, they only had one left. And somebody else was like, oh my gosh, here it is. I want it. I'm like, you know what? I can, you know, they, they, they will eventually restock on it when it's that time of year again. And I'll get one. But they're so pretty. But I am. I'm willing to pay what I need to pay just to get that Yeti. It's a it's an ice chest though, not a um cup. It's an ice chest. Oh, okay. Because you know I travel all the time, George. So yeah. I gotta have a good ice chest. I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> just to even the playing field a little bit. I do own a Yeti chest, um, a ice cooler, and I paid hundreds of dollars for it. So I'm gonna even the playing field. So I'm not just like putting y'all on the spot. I I ignorantly paid hundreds of dollars for a chest that I use probably two or three times. So wait, can I? I I'm sorry. I just want to add something real quick before we get off the cup subject. This is the really the funniest thing. Even though I do love the Stanley, my favorite one is my Paris Hilton cup that I got from Walmart for twenty dollars. <laughs> like I literally use that one more than I use Stanley, and it does the exact same thing. It's like a tumbler has a straw. It's like a, a whitish pearl color with pink in it and it holds your drink cold hot whatever does the same exact thing as in stanley and it was twenty dollars and i literally used that one more so <laughs> i think that's the whole idea of this situation is it's more so this that you're paying for the name brand because you could easily get something cheaper but it's it's like we said it's your thing it's your favorite yeah. thing you know and you we all do it. You know, I can't get mad or judge because we all do it. We all have that one brand or whatever of something that we love and we pay way more than we should for it because we just love it. So I just thought that that video, it really, it made everybody think, call it a cult at this point. Cause they're like, now this is like a cult, like that video with the way that those women were acting. So, all right. So I want to get into, um, we talked about this a little bit in one of the other episodes, we're in episode seven today, but we're, we're getting back into air, airport airplane freakouts because this has been happening a lot lately and there's some conspiracy theories going around um of why people are are acting insane in airports and on airplanes because you know the crazier you act especially on an airplane the more likely you could be banned from air travel which is my worst nightmare you know some people's worst nightmare is death my worst nightmare is not being allowed to travel by air because you know how much i dislike vehicle travel so that is my worst nightmare. So the fact that people get on airplanes and they're toying with their legal right to air travel is just crazy to me. So we saw a video this week that a lady was screaming at a ticketing agent um, about, I'm not exactly sure what happened, but they asked her to be removed from the plane. The only, the, the only thing that I seen was it didn't show her being removed from the airplane. They showed her um, at the ticket stand um, that she was being dramatic. She was screaming, hollering and cussing because of her period. She had started her period. She said that she was and, wearing a diaper, right? She was wearing a diaper. That was something what, like that. Yeah, she said, I'm wearing a diaper and I'm bleeding. And, you know, it was really dramatic. She even berated a guy um, who told her to calm down. And she was like, do you know what it's like to have a period? You know, and she like berated him. It was inc insane. And there is some conspiracy theories. Some people think that anyone who's been vaccinated, these are like side effects of being vaccinated. They're saying like, oh, my God. Oh, this is all alleged. There's no proof of this. This is just a, a theory. Don't, you know, don't come for us. But people are saying, oh, well, these are side effects of the vaccination because, you know, we didn't know much about the vaccination. Every time something goes wrong or is insanely weird, being blamed on the vaccine. But a lot of people think, like I was speaking to um, someone in the medical field, and she said that this does have to do with COVID. But she said, in actuality, this is post-traumatic stress. Um, and this is the reaction of our mental health after the COVID shutdown and what we all went through. And I don't know. Yeah. There could be some truth to I that. I don't believe that. I, I don't believe that. That's that, no. I don't believe that. So I you don't. don't think that COVID was very, very um, drastic and dramatic on our our mental health. Yeah, but I'm not saying it wasn't drastic or dramatic. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying 
that if you if you want to go back to the time of COVID, before COVID, during COVID, and what we where we are now, I mean, everybody wants to blame everything on COVID. I mean, if they go out and they commit a crime, oh, it's because I had COVID, or oh, it's because I had the COVID vaccine. There, I mean, no, is they're wanting to blame everything on COVID, and that's just uh, so they can get away with anything and everything. I do think there's a lot of erratic behavior going on in our world, especially in the U.S., but all over the world. And I don't know, the, a medical person in the medical field said that she feels that this is like a, a, a symptom of post-traumatic stress of us having our world ripped from underneath us, you know, with no recourse. But we are like steady in another, like you said earlier, recession. Like, it makes sense that the world is going mad because you can't even afford to do anything. The fact that we have money to buy Stanleys and Yetis is yeah. beyond me because half the time I feel like you have to choose whether you want to go to the doctors or eat dinner or you want to get yeah. gas in your car or, you know, you want to get that dress that you want to buy. Like, I feel like it's not like how it used to be. COVID probably paid a big picture. We're probably having the excessive prices for what we went through with COVID because they gave away a lot of stuff, you know, everything, right. you know, obviously the inflation is basically probably them taking back what they gave us, all the money and the benefits and everything they put out, the government's finding its way to, you know, reel it back in. But I still don't think that that should be a reason why people have lost their minds that much, <laughs> that frequently. Yeah, I, I don't think COVID has nothing to do because you know what? I'd be depressed. You don't see me acting crazy like that. Like that's just. But this isn't right. the first recession the the um the world's been in. This no. is not the first recession, and this recession is not even as bad as the first recession. The first recession, there was no food whatsoever. If you didn't have a farm, or if you weren't growing your own vegetables, you didn't eat. Yeah. So this recession isn't nearly, I mean, yeah, it's a bad recession. Don't get me wrong, but it's nearly as it's nothing compared to the first recession that the world ever had. Do you think it's because we're not equipped for these type of events? Because let's be honest, in our lifetime, COVID was probably the worst thing to go wrong in our whole lifetime. And I think maybe it's because we're not really equipped to know what to do in these situations. And maybe that's why we don't know how to to cope with a, a horrific situation. Like I think in 2008, there was like a close a close to a recession where a lot of the jobs were went away and a lot of people got laid off. And there was a lot of issues and a lot of people committed suicide. And there was a lot of, um, you know, crime. People were robbing each other. And I think is it because we're not equipped like nothing has really went wrong. Like when we go through our history books in the last hundred years, not a lot of major, major life-changing events took place. We've had a pretty smooth sale in comparison to our ancestors, right? Like they went through a lot of wars. They went through a lot and we didn't go through a lot in the last 30, 35 years. So I'm thinking maybe we had it too easy and now we don't know how to deal with the, the problems because we never had to. Well, Heather says no. I can see the look on her face. She disagrees with me 100%. So <laughs> I feel how like do you feel? I'm canceled by so many different people. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, this is a very sensitive topic, you know, mm -hmm. because you're going to have a lot of people that feel different ways because things affected people in different ways. Yeah. In our lifetime, the, the biggest thing that I could think of, the first thing that came to my mind was 9-11. Like, that was something that affected the whole world, even if you didn't live in New York. That's you true. know what I mean? Like, that was our lifetime. Even though it wasn't like a recession type of thing, it was still something big that we dealt with. And to this day, we still look back and think about all that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that right. was pretty big. With all the wars that have went on all the, the, the presidencies, the campaigns, you know, uh, the George Floyd situation, Black Lives Matter. There has been a lot of stuff that has happened during our lifetime that could could be considered just as bad or almost as bad as what you said, like our ancestors have went through. So it's just, we have more things now than they did to be able to understand and cope with things better. 
because we have social media, we have, you know, more means of things. But like, I think that obviously mental health is a real thing. And I feel like a lot of people are not getting a chance to get that taken care of, whether it's their own personal battles and they just don't want to. But a lot of it is like healthcare. A lot of people can't even afford to go to the doctor. And now, especially with the prices of everything going up, you know, we can have our fun and we can laugh and joke and say, oh, I like to buy everything. But it's like, there are people out there that are like really living paycheck to paycheck. They're really struggling. You know, they can't even afford a red solo cup from Walmart if they wanted to. Like it literally, it's just, they need the help and everybody looks at them like they're a problem or a joke. Maybe they should have looked at that woman and said, okay, something isn't sitting right. What is it? Or the whole thing could be something bigger. We could be being distracted by something that the government doesn't want us to know. And we're getting all these news stories. So we're talking about that instead of talking about something that could be the bigger picture. We don't know. I mean, that's, that's literally the world we live in. It could go 50, 50, but I, I think, instead of saying that ours are different, just so we don't come across as insensitive to anybody's feelings, to know that, yeah, we went through some stuff too. We, we have some, yeah. some stuff and we're still rebuilding. We're still, everybody dealt with COVID differently, you know, whether they've had COVID in their lifetime, they've died from COVID, their family members have, anything like that. I just feel like everybody has, you know, dealt and deals with things differently. So I don't necessarily think that her uh, behavior towards the airlines had anything to do with a vaccine and not getting a vaccine, COVID, anything like that. That's just people that can't see eye to eye on stuff. If anything, what we've learned from COVID is that the world was pinned against each other. You literally had the people that were for the vaccine, the people that were against the vaccine. You had the people that had it, that didn't have it, that thought... COVID was nothing but a cold. And we probably could have nipped it in the butt a lot better if the world was on the same page and actually like did something. Cause you had the people that are like, oh, I sacrificed, I stayed home. I stayed away from my relatives. Then you had the other people that were like, I'm going on vacation. I don't care, COVID's not real. So we were pinned against each other, but we we're always pinned against each other. The whole lifetime backdated to like you said, our ancestors. That's all this world is, is that everybody's pinned against each other and we're always doing opposites. And until if it will ever happen, it will be a miracle. If we could ever just come together in unity and, you know, and do something mm -hmm. together as one, there, there's always going to be something. There's always going to be some type of drama or catastrophe that happens. So, You're right. You're right. I, I, I misspoke. I shouldn't have said that we haven't went through enough tragic events to be. I think you're just numb. You're numb to it. And I think that because you have went through so much, we're always known as the people who there's always something going on. I think we're yeah. not surprised by stuff anymore. So I think instead of you weren't being insensitive, I think you're just numb to everything and you have forgot mentally all of the stuff that has happened because you've learned to cope and deal with it. So, yeah, that's true. That's true. I, you're right. We are a numb generation. Like we, I think I saw a statement on TV. They said we eat trauma for breakfast, you know, and it's true. We literally Every day we turn on the TV or open our phone and there's something traumatic right there in our face. And we have to either accept it or, or live through it. And we've learned to just live through it. And we don't accept it, but it's just part of life. And we can't harp on every single little thing. So I want to shift the conversation a little bit because Gypsy Rose Blanchard has been released from prison. And everybody has a lot of I've talked to so many people. So many people feel so many different ways about this. And I just can't wait to get everybody's opinion on this because we know her and her current boyfriend her i'm sorry her boyfriend at the time they plotted to to kill her mother and it and they went through with it and he was sentenced to life in prison she was sentenced to i believe 10 years she served seven or eight she's been released on parole and what that's not that's not the significant part of the story the the significant part of the story is upon her release she became one of the biggest celebrities in the world I mean, like she's up there with the Kardashians. She's on social media. She's getting four or five, six million likes per post. People are watching all of her, her documentaries. There's um, prison confessions that are airing right now. 
how do you guys feel? Because back in the day, if you killed someone, people looked at you a certain type of way in a judgmental way. But now, you know, people are looking at her as, oh, she did what she had to do. Is this the world that we want to live in where we're condoning murder? Or I just want to know how you guys feel like personally, because I know the world feels one way. We feel a different way. Everybody has their own opinion. How do you guys feel about um, accepting people who killed someone as a celebrity? Well, um, I understand. I will start off saying that I understand, you know, um, what she went through as a child. Mm -hmm. And uh, with my background going through some very severe things as a child, I would never kill my mother or have anyone kill my mother. I mean, you know, I just I just don't get where. Um, the world think it or I'm not gonna say the world because not everybody is you know on her side but I don't care who who it is you you murdered someone you planned their murder yes was your mom mean to you did she do crucial things to you yes she did but at the end of the day that was your mom you didn't have a right to kill her and you didn't have a right to, to kill her with your boyfriend and then just to get out of prison and just act like everything's okay. And then start trying every way possible um, to get attention, draw attention to you, especially with the things that she's saying on um, social media. I mean, it's like she has, it's like, I'm looking at her as a cold hearted person, to be honest with you. Okay. Heather, what? But I don't want to comment on anything. I want to hear your Heather. What's your side first, and then we'll get into it. Um. Well, I think that before Gypsy, I feel like America has always been known for being fascinated by murderers and always made them celebrities in their own way. Like mm -hmm. even dated back to like Charles Manson. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like. Uh, and more recently, like, more recently, we were talking about Jeffrey Dahmer as well. Yes. Ted Bundy, you know, they mm -hmm. go and they, they make movies of these people and they've done heinous, heinous crimes and they don't deserve to be put in the spotlight. You know what I mean? Like they, they took people's lives. They did disgusting, horrible things and people were so fascinated by them they they turned them into like you know these these big things and that should never have happened they gypsy's story is so different because her mom found a way to like get in her head even as a small child mm -hmm. and for what we've seen, we watched like the Hulu special that they had. Yeah. That's when we, I think we first like learned kind of like who Gypsy was. Yeah. They really made it believe that she didn't think she could walk. She didn't think like maybe she thought she had all these. But I'm wondering if maybe Gypsy knew she could and she was just trying to like satisfy her mom, you know, like I'll play along with it because, you know, I want to make my mom happy type of thing. Um, I think that it's horrible what her mom did to her but i don't agree with her taking her life if anything she could have got with the dude and maybe like had some escape plan you know like helped her escape run away maybe she could have told like those neighbors that they were really buddy buddy with um because she told the girl that you know she wanted to be just like her and everything and the girl used to come over and talk to her she should have yeah. been honest. She should have been like, oh, my God, I'm like, my mom is hurting me. I have proof. And then maybe like so yeah. stood up out of her wheelchair or something, you know, to show her like, I'm OK. I feel like there's ways that could have. But then again, it's like it's hard to speak on it because I didn't live that life. And I don't know right. of what I don't think I would be able to take anybody's life. But like they always say, well, unless it's you, it's hard to say because that's just saying like with people that, you know, are in abusive relationships, they're always like, why don't you just leave? Exactly. exactly. Well, there's reasons why they don't just leave or maybe they do, but they do it, in, you know, whenever they can. So this like, I, I don't really know how like I feel in general. I just like, I don't think that, I don't think she should be in prison because of how she dealt with her life. But like, she did her time 
the other guy, you know, he, I think he has a disability. I don't feel like he should be doing life. I feel like he should be, you know, getting help with mental, you know, because he's not in the right state of mind. So that's not fair. They're not, even though he did the actual crime, she helped come up with the idea. So she's kind of right. equally as guilty as he is. So I don't know. I don't think that they should have had to kill her. There could have been like prob- probably no. another way around it. I mean, I don't think I, should be on celebrity status. You know, I don't, I mean, even if we, even if we took the murder out of the situation and she was just like a victim or whatever, and then maybe something and she went to jail, I don't think that she should come out and like, like I saw her interview with her the other day and they're like, what is your message to the haters? And she's like, oh, I'm living my best life. And I'm like, yeah, but you're living your best life on the accountability that your mom is no longer here either. And she's a human just like you were and two wrongs don't make a right. We learned that when we're a child. Yes. So I don't know if she should be like in the limelight as much because I personally think that it is hurting her image because it looks like there's like no remorse. There looks like there's no accountability, even though she did do her time. It just looks like, I don't know. It just doesn't sit right. It doesn't sit right. And I feel horrible for her. She should never have to endear what she did as a king. Her mom was a horrible person for that. I just want to make it clear that what she went through as a child was unacceptable. And her mom's actions were unacceptable. Like you said, we are not an eye for an eye nation. And if she did mention, she did her time. And I think that a lot of times in America, you know, do your time, you're considered exonerated from the crime that you you are no longer owe anything to maybe in her mind she's out living her best life because she has actually done her time she doesn't owe um, anything to society anymore but a lot of people feel that the sentence wasn't equal because you know for instance when two people rob a bank even though one person was driving the car and the other person physically robbed the bank they normally sentence those people the exact same way you know you're considered equal partners in that crime and a lot of people feel they were equal partners in the crime, but she got a short, a substantial shorter amount of time than him. And people just feel like it's imbalanced. And, you know, and I brought this up the other day. Some people who sold weed got 20 to 25 years. OK, like it's insanity. But this person killed someone and they, they're yeah. out living their best life. And people who sell weed are still in jail to this day. It doesn't seem equal to me. Yeah. Well, I want to say, you know, um, I I can only talk about, you know, so much because of my book. But, you know, um, George, you know my a little bit about my background, you know, of what I went through when I was a child. And so I'm not saying that Gypsy, it, it wasn't that it, how can I put this in words? Gypsy's mom was wrong in what she did. And Gypsy was wrong in what she did. But. To, from me going through what I went through as a child and then looking at Gypsy's story, I didn't take my mom's off. Right. I, I ain't asked nobody to take my mom's off. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, that's my mom. My mom needs help. And I think if they were to have her and her boyfriend, like you said, Heather, if they were to have sat down and maybe she just left, you know what I'm saying? Got out of the situation it's easier said than done. I get that. But at the end of the day, I mean, she was a, she's a human just like anybody else. You know, maybe her mom was, was not mentally there. Maybe that's, you know, cause um, my lifetime I've seen people treat other treat uh, people treat people the way they have been taught to treat people. So how do we know that Gypsy's mom or parents didn't, treat her a certain way and say, this is how you're supposed to treat your children. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, yeah. So, I mean, it just, to me, to me, I don't, I'm looking at Gypsy as a cold hearted person because she's out here, she's laughing and she's doing a lot of clapbacks. I mean, she's talking about riding her husband's D every night, like mm-hmm. it's on fire and all that stuff. Like, why would you do that? It's like, it's like she's wanting to shove it into, you know, people's faces. Yeah, I, you know, I, I planned this murder. Mom, um, we murdered my mom, and look, I'm free. I'm living my life. I mean, who does that? 
I mean, it does. See, I feel indifferent on that because I feel like she did serve her time. So she's allowed to live her life. But at the same time, I do feel because I guess in the, at the end of the day, does she have to have remorse? She doesn't because she did serve her time. You know, there's plenty of criminals who committed crimes and they don't have any remorse. They're going to serve their time and they might actually get out, you know. But I, I, I don't know. I just I'm so torn on this because I think my biggest fear is as a society, we're going to stop valuing human life. And I feel like this is like the first step of us devaluing human life because we looked at um, Dee Dee Blanchard as a horrible human being, so her life didn't matter. But I feel like as a society, every person's life, lives matter. And we need to, if there's mental issues, we shouldn't just say that they are better off dead. You know, we shouldn't just say, well, that's what happened to her because she was a bad person. Are we at that point where we're just writing people off as useless and not worthy of living? Because I feel like we're, we're, we're siding with, I don't want to say we, but as a society, a lot of people are siding with Gypsy, which... I can understand that was a child. No one should ever treat a child the way that they treated that child. But in society, we have laws and we have um, judges and we have, you know, rules for society. And we have to follow those. We can't take the law into our, to our own hands, because if, if that's what we're teaching people, like, oh, well, if someone is abusing, you just kill them. We can't teach people that like that's the wrong direction for our society. And yes, the justice system does. It, it has flaws. I'm not going to say that it doesn't. The criminal justice system does not always give people justice. It doesn't always work out to make sure that people are all treated fairly. But we can't teach society like it's OK if you kill someone, if they're doing something horrible to you, you'll get a slap on the wrist. Because in my opinion, murder, getting 10 years for murder is a slap on the wrist. Right. I, I thought that murder was a life in prison crime. And I, how do you guys feel about that? Because now it seems like the more heinous the crimes, the less people are getting in jail how do you guys feel about that in society are does it scare you a little bit knowing that people can do horrific things and then just get out and be back in society like does that scare you at all George, heck those yeah are ones, those are the only ones that got caught like you want to talk about being scared think about all the millions and billions of people that are doing the same exact crimes that just haven't gotten caught so i mean we yeah. literally live in a world where it's filled with messed up people that do messed up things yeah. and the prison walls aren't big enough for everybody so i mean that's you can't even really answer that with a, a one type but of it is i mean it is scary especially in this in this day and time you know because we have you know our children and then they're gonna have children and then they're gonna have children you know and it's 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 crazy that you know george you said that people that sell marijuana get more time in jail than people who kill people yeah like okay and where the society is where um and i know we're i know we're going to talk about this in the future um podcast but like um one of the one of the girls i'm not going to say no names right now because you know we're we haven't talked about it yet but the girl that um, that killed her, killed the man that was um, sex trafficking her, and she killed him. She got life in prison. Plus, she had to pay his um, family a hundred thousand dollars. He was he was um, sex trafficking her. He was selling her. Yeah, I remember and that. So you, so you mean so it's it's okay. It's okay for someone who deliberately kills somebody because just because they felt like it, they only get a couple of years in, in prison. But someone who's trying to get away from someone that's selling them at, for sex trafficking and like sexually abusing them and doing horrific things to them, you're going to put that person in prison for the rest of their life and make them pay that, that um, person's family? Right. I, I think that the imbalance in the justice system. And you know what? We really do need to start holding the justice system more accountable because I think the story you're referring to, that's Centoya Brown, I believe. And yeah, we definitely yeah. need to talk more about Centoya Brown in the future because I think a lot of people forgot about that story and we don't need to forget about that. She was in danger. And that's I something that don't need to be forget because sex trafficking happens every day. Every sex day. trafficking happens every day. And it happens to like... um. You would you would be surprised whenever I'm traveling out by myself. I see it, especially in some of the states that I travel in. I mean, it's all in the bathrooms, it's on in the rest areas, and it's in restaurants. 
you know, telling you what to look for, telling you, you know, the signs, or if you're part of a sex traffic, um, this is what you need to do to get help and all this other stuff. It's, it's real. So how does it justify that someone kills someone because they're doing harsh things to them, but, and then they have to turn around and pay that per that person's family. Right. Seriously. It, it just, was, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't because there was no leniency in her sentencing at all, but it seems like there was a lot of leniency in, in gypsy sentencing. And, you exactly. know, I see, I know judges are all different, you know, juries and judges, they all have their own opinions, but I think there needs to be more uniformity in the justice system. You know, like people should, there should be a certain standard because like we, we see it all the time. There's people who get five DUIs and they kill somebody, they get probation. And then we see somebody who gets one DUI and they injure someone horribly and they're in jail for three years. There is no uniformity. We don't know. You know, it's kind of how the judge feels that day. You know, I guess and it's, it's I know that we can't fix the world. Right. The world is just like Heather, like Heather said, it's a messed up place. We can't fix this world. This world is so far gone. But it just it's really scary. It's like, Didi, you said children, your children, our children, they're going to grow up and have more children. They're going to be in this world. And it's it, it's going in such a bad direction. And I feel like we're not holding people accountable for their actions, you know, and and I don't. I don't fault what's going on with this gypsy situation. I feel like in her mind, that was the only option she had. I, I don't feel like gypsy would have been a different case scenario if she would have reported it and her mom would have went to prison. Then gypsy would have been able to act the way she's acting now, like celebratory, celebrity status, whatever. And people would be more embracing of it even like obviously she has a lot of love but like the haters would probably be more understanding because they'd be like oh my god this poor girl like her mom was literally doing this this and this and not only was her mom hurting gypsy her mom was also like getting over on all these like make a wish and all these other foundations yep. they got you know she got a free house free you know vehicle all this other stuff she was taking advantage of people who actually really needed it yes so she wasn't we already knew she wasn't a good person but if they would have went about the crime differently it could have been at a different outcome. Yeah. And then it would have been more easier pill to swallow. It's just hard to see her celebrate because a life was lost. Exactly. So you nailed it. You nailed it. We want to be happy for her, but we also want to uphold integrity and morals, you know, in life. You know, we don't just take lives. Like, and I don't ever want our society to be a society where if someone does something wrong, it's okay for to someone to take another life. I don't ever want that idea to be in our society and i feel like this case is kind of making it more normal you know they're mm -hmm. like whoa well her mom was just a bad person so this was all this was the only decision or choice that she had it definitely wasn't the only choice that she had in gypsy's mind this was the only option that she had and again like i think Heather, you said it we don't know what it was like living the life that she lived with this woman this monster you know we don't know the horrific situations we we saw them the the made to tv shows or what that isn't even a, a taste of how horrific this girl's life was. You know, she went through a lot. And it's like we're torn between compassion for her because no one, especially a child, should have to live through that. But also we're trying to withhold our moral standard on, you know, what's right and wrong. And I think that's why we're as a nation, we're just torn because we want her to have the life that she deserves. But we also want things to be fair, you know, because. Even even horrible people's lives matter. And I know people are going to hate me, but it's like, even if you're a terrible person, you know, we, we don't live in a society where terrible people don't deserve to live, too. You know, we we have mental health facilities where people can go and be rehabilitated. You know, we should build people up. We shouldn't write them off and say that they're worthless. And I kind of feel like this case is making it a little more normal and common for us to just say oh well they're a bad person so i don't care what happens to them i don't want us to get to that point i want us to always want to help build people up and and rehabilitate people and give them a chance to make you know even if they never let dd blanchard out of a mental facility at least they could have worked with her to build her up mentally where she could be a better human being you know i i don't know i'm just really torn on this uh, yeah yeah me too i mean is I don't know because you don't, I, I don't know I don't know
I know it's it's hard, <laughs> and we're definitely not done with this this topic because every every time I open my phone, there's something else about Gypsy, right? So we're definitely not done with this. It's definitely going to be an ongoing topic um, that we're going to be discussing. But I want to talk about this this judge in Las Vegas who was sentencing a um a inmate or a person being charged with a crime, and they didn't like what she said, and she was getting ready to sentence him, and he leaped. I don't know, maybe 10 feet. Like, I had never seen anybody fly like that across a courtroom. But I want to talk about how he was able to attack the judge. There was a guy next to her. There was a bailiff. There were people. Ne- there was a cop next to him. There was a lawyer next to him. Nobody actually was there to stop him from from um, attacking the judge. And people used to ask me all the time, like, why don't you do jury duty when they ask? And I was like, well, you know what? I don't want to be in the courtroom deciding the fate of someone who did something bad. And then I'm the reason that they get put away because that was my fear. Me watching that guy leap over that desk and attacking her. That's what I fear. So how did you guys feel that the judge was literally in danger doing her job? You know, like, should there be glass between the judge and the the person she's sentencing? Like, is this a sign that we need to change the way these these courtrooms are, are created? Heck yeah. yeah. Did they do it during COVID? I mean, well, no, they didn't have it in person in COVID. But no, most places where you went, they had the, the plexiglass up. Yeah. So that way you couldn't, like, you know, literally be around person. I never understood that. I'm like, when you go to a court, you're always supposed to, like, address, you know, like, your honor and, you know, treat this person of authority like they're Ohio mighty. So it's like, why are they so accessible? Because let's be yeah. honest, like if you're, if you're, let's say like, I don't think I've ever been to court, but <laughs> I've seen it on the court shows where the, the people sit in the little chair next to the judge. Mm-hmm. You know how like easy it could probably be like if people were maybe slipping to like jump her or him from there, yeah. you know what I mean? I, I just think that they're a little too accessible. They, if you're going to treat them differently because of who they are, they're deciding your fate. They probably should be like in a like a little box or something where you are not able to access them. Or maybe the people they hire should be doing their job properly. <laughs> I mean, you got guns. You're it's just like nobody even tried to. Nobody oh. even. Or only one. I think the bailiff. Um, only seen one person trying to grab that man off of her. The rest of them were just like walking up like nothing. And I'm like, what? Really? I mean, this man is attacking the judge. And I always thought, I always thought, why would they even let, why would they even let you see who the judge is? Like, why can't they be like in their office or something and then just be watching everything on the monitor and just talking through a... Yeah, like a microphone or something, because you don't want what if you know what if it's a killer or what if it's someone that's done some horrific things and they have their people sitting in the courtroom. You're not going to know that. And then they see who you are. I mean, then that's how, you know, in my mind, the way my mind is, well, are they going to send someone to try to kill me? (laughs) I mean, you know, (laughs) you're not far off, Didi. There's been many news stories where judges were attacked either in front of their home and their driveway or even leaving the courtroom because these judges are real people. Okay. Like they leave in their car, they drive to work every day. They have a house, they live local. So I think that it's insanely dangerous to be a judge in our society, because not only is your name accessible, like it's they, if you're proceeding over a case, your name is right there. So anybody um, related or who knows the person you're sentencing, they know who you are and you know, Google exists. They can find where you live. I think it's so dangerous for judges in this world, because you can be sentencing someone who did something horrific. They don't think it's horrific, but it was. And they have, there's gangs, there's people who support these people no matter what. And like you said, they will come after you. That's why when I get the jury duty stuff and I'm like, no chance. I do not want to be a part of that because I don't want to be the reason why somebody life changes horrifically. And then they, my face is the face that they see, you know, like I don't want to do that. And it's like, I know that in our society, this is the way that it's supposed to work, but I don't agree with it at all. I think it's super dangerous. I think that the way that they sentence people, the way they have everyone in the courtroom, because we've seen videos actually of the family of victims attacking the perpetrator as well. Like if they get um, a not guilty verdict or if they only get a year or they only get probation, we've seen the family jump over the railing and attack the person. And it's like, 
when are we gonna take some steps to to protect everyone? I don't I'm not I'm not taking sides here. Everyone in the courtroom should be protected. The judge, the victims, the perpetrators, everyone you shouldn't be brutally attacked in the court. And watching this judge literally her face hit the debt. Like, did you see how hard her face hit that side of that desk? She could have been in a concussion doing her job. And it's like, when are we going to, he could have literally, he could have killed her. I mean, she was, she's an elderly lady, like, and then it's like, no one even tried to help her. So where's the respect for the judge? I mean, like before judges used to be so respected. And now this day and time, they're just looked at as a normal person. They, you know, nobody has respect for anyone any, anymore. See, and that's really sad. It is. And I think our society, you know, we're taught that what you do isn't so bad. Like they've they've shortened sentences for certain crimes. And, you know, some people don't even get have to go to jail because of overcrowding. They just get um, probation. And I think a lot of people don't feel that they should be held responsible for what they do, because in our society, honestly, a lot of people aren't held responsible. You know, they don't get much time if they get any. Like, I think it's insane to this day that people who kill people in DUIs get five years or less, sometimes one year, sometimes no time at all. Like, uh, again, it brings me back to valuing human life. And I, I need us to continue to value that because that's all we have. As a society, we have to value human life. Like, we value the lives of children, but sometimes it looks like if you're an adult, you're not valued because you're an adult. Like, we need to make sure that all people are equally valued. And I feel like the laws don't always reflect that. And, you know, I know there's people who will tell you all the time, I don't like the police or I don't like judges. I don't like the legal system. I understand that. But usually the people who say that are people who are doing something bad. Right. You know, like I think that we all have to be safe and feel safe. And if the legal system can't even protect the judge, how do you feel as a citizen? Right. Like the, the judge isn't safe. How do you feel out here going out every day? Who's protecting you? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, if they don't even do anything to save, like you just said, George, if they don't even try to save the judge, what what makes us think the taxpayers, what makes us think that they're actually going to try to do anything to help us or save us if we were ever in a predicament? Well, exactly. It's It's a super eye-opening situation because i've never seen like i've seen the videos where they were brawling in the courtroom but it never ever involved the judge that i can remember no one has ever gotten that close you know i've seen them try to get to a judge but they were intercepted you know like it didn't happen so when i saw that i was like huh of all the that's like the number one person you're supposed to protect because there's literally a bailiff that's standing right in front of her you know so it's very very important that that person is protected because you know they're the ones handing down the sentence. So if anyone is going to be retaliated against, it's that person. So it's it's important. And I think you guys are right. There should be a different way to sentence people. And I think that the judge might need to be anonymous in that. You know, maybe they do it from their desk. Especially over. if it's a heinous crime. Well, yeah. Write yeah. it down and then have it read maybe out loud, but with the judge not present. Because if, if we're not protecting the judges, you know, these are real people. People can find out where they live. And I've seen stories where judges were killed in their driveway, they were killed leaving the courtroom. Like, this is a real thing. And it's it's like, we have to protect everyone. And I know there's people who are going to argue with me. They're like, oh, I don't care about the police or I don't care about the, the legal people or whatever, but we need, everyone should feel safe. You know, and if our society is going to work, everyone should feel safe all the way around. And I know people, they feel a certain way about the police, especially African-Americans. They feel a certain type of way. You know, it's, it's going to be hard to convince everybody that everyone should feel safe. But at the same time, if you want to live in a society and, and have a, a rewarding, valued life, you know, we have to respect everyone. And I think when people say all lives matter, they couldn't be more right. You know, like every single person matters. You know, we need to value people individually and as a whole. Exactly. So we ran out of time this week. So next week, we're going to talk about Natalie Grace. This is a humongous story. It's everywhere. Um, there was a movie called The Orphan. Heather, I know you saw it. Um, Didi, if you haven't seen the movie The Orphan, it's a really good movie. Ironically, this movie came out prior to the Natalie Grace story, but it is the Natalie Grace story almost to a T, which is insanity. So that's going to be our next topic on episode eight. And then we'll have, you know, 
every time you open your phone, there's something weird and crazy going on. So we're going to have a lot more going on. And there's way more stuff we need to talk about with Gypsy. While we were actually filming today, I saw something pop up about Gypsy. So you already know this is just going to be an ongoing topic where we're going to watch her um, her journey, you know, into being a free woman. And, you know, maybe get some insight on what she plans to do. You know, we know that she's married to her husband. Um, she's living in Louisiana. You know, we, we want to get a little more insight on what she plans to do with her new freedom is she going to get a job um is she going to try to be an actress you know i'm just i'm really interested in knowing what she wants to do with her life and i i know that the world is too she has like heather how many followers does gypsy branchard have is it like six or seven million now it has to be it's, it's growing like every day it's crazy it's crazy, it's right? crazy. it's that crazy our society is so different because you know back 20, 30 years ago, if you did something like this, I don't even think you would be allowed on social media if it existed. They wouldn't allow you on it. And now you get to be on it. And it's, I don't know. It's, it's just it's interesting to just keep watching it unfold because it's like, Heather, you said it. We're just so numb. We don't get surprised by things anymore. We just watch it. It's like spectator sport now. We're just watching this stuff happen. Yeah. Here's the 2024. Right. 2024 is off to a pretty rough start, guys. We've seen somebody leap like 20 feet to get a judge. Gypsy Rose is out. She's a celebrity. Like 24 is, oh, we see people acting insane on airplanes and in airports. 2024 is off to a pretty rough start. We just started. We're seven days in, and good God, right? Like it's it's only gonna get worse, right? So we got to make sure that we are keeping ourselves safe and following our moral integrity. You know, like we gotta stick to that. All right, I want to thank my um co-host Heather C and Didi Castile for joining me for the George Massey Show Pop Culture Podcast episode seven. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll be back next week to talk about even more, even more stuff. And Natalie Grace is going to be the number one topic. I can't wait to get into that. If you aren't into it, I don't know how. You must not own a phone or TV because it's there. Um, make sure you're following <laughs> me on all social media platforms at George Massey, georgemassey.com. Anywhere you get your podcast, type in The George Massey Show. I'm um, talk to you guys really soon. Bye. Bye.